The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog, pick them for a chance to win 100x. Promo code SG, NBA SGPN. Make sure you use our code NBA SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for barleys, play props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hobets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter their free, quote, free Daytona 500 contest, a chance to win $100 cash and $100 SGPN gift card at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. Yes, sir. With another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice of the guy. It's me, really real, villain real. It's real from a junior here at your service. Whoa, that's on one. Scotty. Okay. We got a push on the 223 in the Memphis and Bucks game yesterday. But that's fine. If I had to push Memphis for Memphis money line to come in, then you know what? That's perfectly fine. I'll take that L. If I had to push the total for Memphis money line to cash, I will take the L on that. Because this Bucks team is horrid. They're tremendous. They're in the three and seven. I believe it's three and seven now. Yep. Three and seven that Doc Rivers is since he took over as head coach. He has losses to the Utah Jazz. I actually don't fault you for that, but a lot of other people will. I don't because I know what's going on in Utah, even though they're not playing good right now. I know what's going on in Utah. A lot of regular people don't understand, but I know what's going on in Utah. I don't fault you for the Utah L. Anybody could take that L. You lost to the Blazers and the Grizzlies. I don't know, man. It's almost as if bringing a coach in midseason is just not the best, more optimal move. It's just kind of what it seems like. Scott Studio, Rachel. Scott, what's going on here? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. It was pretty funny uh, watching the Bucks find a way to lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, which I thought was pretty amusing. Uh, the final possession sums up the entire Doc Rivers era so far with Milwaukee. You could argue it might sign up Lillard's time in Milwaukee, uh, where he kind of dribbled into Brook Lopez and then they had a massive scramble at the end of it. Yeah, it's, the, what makes the Doc Rivers era funny, or funnier, I should say, in Milwaukee, is the fact that he said that some of his players were focusing on Cabo uh, or focusing on vacation. Uh, going into that final game because the All-Star break was around the corner. You know, it wasn't Doc Rivers because he's coaching during the All-Star weekend. Despite being 3-7 and seven with the Bucks. he is the head coach for the Eastern Conference in the All-Star mm-hmm. game. So they got to change the rule, just simply put. There's in no world should Doc Rivers be coaching this weekend, but here we are uh, because the it's already been decided with uh, Missoula not being allowed to do it back-to-back years. Doc Rivers will be on the sidelines for this game. Probably the least deserving all-star coaching spot I've ever seen in my entire life, but here we are. So Doc Rivers not officially on vacation. Instead, he is traveling to Indiana because he's coaching all-stars when he can't even coach his own team. <sighs> Just going to throw that out there. I feel like that's a good place to start. You I, 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 it's just no, it's nothing to add. We're not I actually I don't want to give Doc Rivers any more airtime on this show. It, it's it's irritating. There's no reason that it should be at this point. So we're just not gonna give Doc Rivers any more airtime on the show. All right. Let's talk about the reason that we are here. All-star weekend. And I mean relatively for us, it's been pretty profitable the past couple of years, at least the uh, what is it? Three years now that I've been doing this this show that we've been I had the All Star Game. MVP. I had the, yeah, I had the Celebrity Game MVP last year, so that was a good start. Yeah. yeah, very very good 
uh, start there where DK Metcalf did get it done as Celebrity Game MVP. We're going to talk. We're going to start with that Celebrity Game actually and talk about MVP odds. Ooh, for Celebrity Game format. That's the first thing to talk about. Format this year: Team Shannon versus Team Stephen A. They are the head coaches. We have. On Team Shannon, coached by Shannon Sharp and 50 Cent Curtis Jackson, for those who don't know. Uh, now it's time for me to butcher some names here. We have Kai Sennett, the who is going to be on Team Shannon. We have Anul AA. I probably said that wrong. Connor Daly, Walker Hayes, Quincy Isaiah, Jewel Lloyd, Jewel Lloyd, Michael Parsons, Lily Singh, Sir and Dylan Wang for Team Stephen A. It is coached by Stephen A. Smith, Lil Wayne, and Asia Wilson coaching the game. Adam Blackstone, Natasha Cloud, Jennifer Hudson, Tristan Joss, A.J. McLean, Kwame, ooh, Kwame, Metal World Peace, Jack Ryan, C.J. Stroud, and uh, Gian Tambury. I don't Gian Marco, whatever. I don't know how to say that. Whatever. All right. Those are your two teams. Celebrity game, MVP, odds. We have these via. Can I say that? Can I say where I get I don't know if you can. It was offshore. Uh, Yeah, offshore. Just offshore. My offshore book has this. And so, you know, the DJs that we are, we are getting down on some uh, celebrity game action. Scott, you already alluded to it. You had the. what was it? MVP last year, DK Metcalf absolutely went crazy. Consensus MVP, and it's really not even close. CJ Stroud plus one ninety five. Next best odds are Meta World Peace at five to one. Michael Parsons plus seven fifty. Jack Ryan and Tristan Joss at ten to one. Adam Blackstone at fourteen to one. Quincy Isaiah, Walker Hayes also there at fourteen to one. AJ McLean, Connor Daly both at fifteen to one. Jewel Lloyd, Kai Sennett, Natasha Cloud at eighteen to one. Dylan Wang and Gian Marco at twenty to one. Kwame is at twenty to one as well. Kai Sennett being 18-1 is actually hilarious because he's literally two feet tall. I forgot exactly how the MVP is determined, though. Is it entirely based on fan voting? Because I know Justin Bieber won it a decade and change ago, and he really didn't do anything. And I don't remember if they changed the voting process because of that. Or it was also Kevin Hart who won it like five times, and and he didn't do anything. But I'm saying he didn't do anything for one of those games, and they gave it to him anyway. So I don't remember if they changed the voting process or not, but that was an issue in the past where you could just blindly bet on the fan favorite guy, and you'd win automatically. But I'm pretty sure they kind of like half tilted it, so it wouldn't be that, uh, I'd say, unworthy of an MVP winner. They tried to kind of fix it to some degree. Because I'm asking because of Kai. Because Kai has a huge following, I know you mentioned how short he is. I don't know if that matters. Do you think if he just plays in the game and fan voting is still going to be very, very uh, influential for the winning of this award, do you have to bet on Kai? Because all of his voters are probably going to flood the ballots to vote for him? I guess Why that's... A, that's Yeah, I, I mean... I guess... That's an angle to look at. But, like, he literally I, might not do anything at all. Like, at least Kevin Hart can hoop. Like, at least he had... Dog, did you see? He has a hoop mixtape against freaking kindergartners. Yeah. They're like freaking kindergartners. They were kids. He, had a hoop, he dropped a hoop mixtape against kids. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And, I mean, at at the very least... Yes, I get that's how the award went in the past, but the past few years with DK Metcalf, Alice Toussaint, Common, famous Lowe's Quavo, like at least those guys, uh, Brandon Armstrong, all those guys were actually actually did something in the game. That's why I'm asking, because it seems like over the last couple of years, it has shifted from being solely a popularity contest to actually being, oh, you actually did something in the game? Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to give you the MVP. That's why I was asking, because Kai... I don't know if he's good at basketball or not. I just think that the fans, if they still have as much influence as they used to, then he has a decent shot to win it. I don't think he's going to, because I do think, as you've mentioned, that it has pivoted recently to giving deserving players the award. 
So going through the actual list, I think Stroud should be the favorite. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of Stroud's pregame warmups in the NFL, where he actually shoots ba- a basketball. He'll take out a bunch of different sports, and he kind of cross trains, if you want to use that as a term. But I think he can play basketball. He's a great athlete. Parsons, I think, is a good athlete, too, but I have no clue if he can play basketball or not. I have never seen him pick up a basketball, which is kind of the concern of picking uh, Micah. I think Stroud's warranted as being a favorite. I'm not going to pick Metal World Peace. I just don't think that he's going to. No go former, for no former NBA player or current NBA, no former NBA player, no current WNBA player, nobody associated with the league has ever won the award. Yeah, so I'm not going to go with a World Peace at five to one. I think Stroud makes sense at 200. He's got a good fan following. A uh, following. I do think that he's also just a solid athlete in general who can put up some big numbers. You mentioned that they have not voted for a WNBA player, but I do think there is value actually on Jewel Lloyd at eighteen to one. Good luck. Jewel Lloyd doesn't give a damn. Like Jewel Good Lloyd luck. will go out there and say, like, I want to, I want to win MVP. I'm going to try to drop thirty. I think Jewel Lloyd can put up a big enough stat line to not pass the ball and to go out of her way. No, she can. To try to every, win. but that's every WNBA player up Correct. to this point, Scott. Correct. Every but single WNBA Jewel, player could go into this game and give 30. They choose not to because it's a celebrity game. They're just there to make sure that the quality of the game is not too bad, but they're not going. They purposely, the fact that no WNBA players ever won it is just telling me that they're not trying out there. They're literally just going out there having fun. They know they could kill everybody on these teams if they really wanted to. I, that's I kind of my behind. thing, though, is that the players I can't the get behind that they kind of take it easy. Maybe I just think Jules wired differently. One all-star nope. game MVP, maybe she tries to complete the set of the MVPs nope. and she just tries no to win it. And that's I don't and know, I'm, he, the, I'm the biggest Jewel Lloyd. No shot. No shot. I'm just saying 18 to 1, I just thought it was pretty interesting. But I am gonna go with Stroud if I had to pick. I think Stroud is worthy of being the favorite. I know it's chalky, but it's still plus two hundred. Give me CJ Stroud. I think he can hoop. Yeah, I mean. I feel like we have to. I feel like it's so chalk, but we feel like we have to put a bit down on Stroud just in case. Like just in case, it's we've seen the pre-game plus not one ninety five in the NFL. It's plus one ninety five. Yeah, yeah, it's plus one ninety five. You don't really got to worry about you know losing. You really shouldn't be betting that much on this. This is literally just for fun and just you know give a nice little come up and kind of roll it over over the course of the weekend. You really don't want to go out there and put your whole bankroll on this. But CJ Stroud, I mean, he gave Amy Akes forty like. <laughs> yeah, maybe I guess 40. So I agree with Stroud. I think Parsons is a play to at plus 750. Just amazing athlete. Look at what DK was able to do last year. Like the, the level of athlete is just different. So I think if either one of those two get the opportunity, they clearly, clear in a way, can win MVP. Jack Ryan, street baller. I hope you're familiar. He made. He goes out and you look at his Instagram page and he's really just, he's like one of those entertainers. Like he does a whole bunch of tricks with the basketball, like, like all these nice little spins and crazy wild shots, all that. You got to have some level of basketball if you're doing that. Like you got to have some level of basketball. He co- he goes out there and portrays himself as like, uh, what is it? I think he's the guy that does, he acts like he's a janitor and then goes out there and like cooks people. So oh, I, I know the professor used to do that, but I think he kind of also did the same thing. So yeah, the so same model. 10 to 1, somebody that can actually hoop. I like it. I'm not familiar with the rest of the field. I'm not going to lie here. It's a lot of names that I'm not familiar with. Some I am, some I'm not, but that's that's ultimately where, where I lie. I think one of the football players is going to take it again, and then I'll take a chance on the street baller. Yeah, this might be a potential move moving forward of just taking non-basketball great athletes to win the award because I'm sure they played it in high school and they probably played a little bit of it in college to some degree. Worked out Mm -hmm. last year. I think Metcalf was like six to one or nine to one. I don't remember the exact price, but that was really never in doubt. I really think it was like seven to one. But it was like it was still somewhere close to where Mike Parsons is, and it was like, oh man, well, that's a pretty solid price. Yeah, it worked out, but I do think that taking an athlete, a professional athlete, is probably the move moving forward. So mm-hmm. I am going with Stroud. Parsons, I don't know enough about him in basketball, but I don't hate it because I do think no, that come on. He, he's he's, yeah, he's I know. An athlete. that's what I'm saying. He's an athlete. He's an athletic he's freak. Good. Like he, he if he has if he has any basketball talent, it'll show in this matchup. 
But yeah, I, I just think it's going to be relatively chalky. It sounds like we are picking one of the favorites to actually win this MVP. I'm going to throw in Jewel Lloyd for the hell of it because I think she can be that type of person who would try to drop 30 in a game. Uh-huh. I'm leaving here with something type of mentality, but I think I'm mostly going to go with the chalk. Oh, no way I'm taking Jewel. No way. Got to prove it to me. All right. Um, Tristan, uh, T, what a, T22. Man, what is that? T22? Oops. I'm going to just say T22 Tokes. Yeah. I'm just going to call him Tokes. Said Tristan Joss is a YouTuber, pretty good at trick shots and stuff, has a pretty big fan base. Let's look up. Oh, wow. 125,000 followers on X. 2 million on YouTube. I mean, on Instagram. God dang. 5 million subscribers on YouTube? Oh, if we're talking about YouTubers, let's wait. Let's look up this guy. Let me see. What's he doing? Oh, yeah. He does do, like, these crazy trick shots. He just, like, bounced off a pole and threw the ball. I wonder how many times it took him to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, he might be. Hey, he might be something straight, Scott. Okay. I just feel like if you're doing trick shots, you have some level. You got to have some level of basketball skill, right? He is 16 to 1. 16 to 1. All right. I'll add one more with him up there. Let me see. I'm Where's not. I'm it? not gonna add him, but I'm rooting for you. I mean, he can. He can. Ooh. Is that a dog? Yeah, it's a dog. Or is that his man's? Oh no, that was Matt McClung. Oh wait, he's been practicing dunk contests with Matt McClung. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me take him. That's Matt McClung. He just took a yeah. Oh, he's at the All Star game and he took a trick shot from the top of uh, Lucas Oil and made it. I don't know what's so the reason does, trick shots in terms of actual basketball talent. Because, like, I, I don't know. Hey, it man. Takes time and there's some skill, I guess, but I don't know. Hey, man. If he if he hits uh, from half court or hits one of the long, like, hits a bunch of the long shots, he might. He might I just do don't that. know why you would take any of those long shots. It's a celebrity game. Like, I don't know. And if, if he has a following, shot. then it might work. He looked. He looks short. But he looks. He looks horribly short, though. Like horribly short. Him and Kai right. are going to battle it out one on one for the following MVP. Uh, midway. That's what it game. sounds like. So, they'll probably be streaming. They're probably streaming live during the game. Well, I don't know if they can do that. There's probably some rules against that. All right, I'm over that. Okay, that was fun. I enjoy. See, I enjoy the All Star talk every year because it's just like a nice breath of fresh air after talking about the seriousness of the season the whole time. But before we get to the rest of All-Star Weekend, I got to talk to you about Daytona 500. Rev those engines up for NASCAR is back. And Rod and Cody have everything you need from trucks to cups to IndyCar to F1. And I'm telling you, these guys, look, they know their stuff, man. It's What was it? Was it Clash at the Castle? It was Clash at the Castle. I took $100, and I just asked Rod. I said, hey, man, I want to split this up into 10, $10 bets over the course of the, over the course of the race. And he said, all right. Here's what we like. Here's the players we think outright. Hey, man, I came out on top. When night was over, I came out on top. I hit, like, multiple bets, and I was up money, and I was happy for it. So make sure you tap into the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Those guys are very, very good at what they do. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card and $100 cash. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. What's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy? Best way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, and college basketball. And you can win up to 100x your money with some spicy plays in there. We don't have an underdog lineup today because we don't have actual games. But I'm not going to lie. I've been tapping in to the three-point circuit. Oh, no. I lied. I lied. Screw what I was saying. Screw everything. I, I lied. We have... We have fantasy stats on Underdog for the All-Star game. This is new. This is developing. I did not see this last night. It's here now. I'm looking at all Celebrity All-Star game. Michael Parsons, 13 and a half points. CJ Stroud, 18 and a half points. Oh, man, did CJ Stroud get the 20 points here? I mean, I don't know. He, yeah, I think he might get the 20. He might get the 20. He might get 20. Jack Ryan, 12 points. We talked about him. Jewel Lloyd is up there at 13 and a half points. Talked about her. At Kai Sinnott, five and a half points. Lower. Lower, lower, lower. He is not. He, dog, he's like two, two. That's it. And 
Uh, Keys, we do not cover those type of things on this show. We only do underdogs. So make sure you use that promo code Keys and tap into Underdog Fantasy NBA SGPN, and that promo code will get you a 100% deposit match up to $100. Make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN and take the lower, lower on Kai Sennett. Five and a half points. He's like two feet tall. He has a mixtape against kids. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be good out there. Like he's really just gonna be out there getting cardio. That is my play of the day. Five and a half points lower. Kai Senate. Man, Scott, you don't know how happy I was to see that up there. I was about to give out a golf bet. I was about to give out a golf bet, Scott. Ah, uh, uh, man. I just feel like one still fate Patrick Cantley. By the way, no Tiger's really. point. I wouldn't take his unders uh, for Tiger because I know he had back spasms in round one, but you could still bet on Tiger if you want to. I forgot that you uh, unders in golf is good. And yeah, it, it, I was just I was like, wait, what? Like uh, I had to do some. some- I'm saying I, I would not bet on Tiger to have a good tournament because he already had back spasms in the middle of round one. So that's kind of not ideal, but whatever. Kai, there's been uh, chart money moves on Kai under, by the way. It was at eight and a half yesterday. Now it's at five and a half. I, it's still too high. It's still too high. I think he's got one basket in him. I truly do. I think he's got one basket in him, and that's maybe a foul. And I feel like shot. Kai is not going to take it seriously. I feel like he's going to be trying to do a bunch of viral be, moments. Yeah. In the game. No, sh- focus no on shot. The no but. shot. That lower is. Oh, I'm playing that. That lower is going to cash. It's going to cash. I heard somebody sure. say that Kai's content was IRL iCarly and it's one of the funniest things I've heard for like an entire month. I thought that was a phenomenal I joke. iCarly is the original streamer. All these people wanted to be yep. iCarly. Somebody said Kai was IRL iCarly and I was laughing for a while. I thought that was hilarious. But All right. Let's see here. Next up. Uh, Rising Stars Rising Challenge. Stars? Yeah. yeah, Rising Stars Challenge. Where... This format changes every year, so it's like you got to make sure you stay on your toes because <laughs> you're constantly trying to find ways to make this uh, a very, very interesting event. But here we are. It's the tournament style yet again. And I think it's like a three-game mini tournament. And so here you are. You have in the first final semifinals, it's going to be Team Jalen versus Team Tamika, Team Detlef versus Team Paul. And on Team Powell, you have, wow, Victor Wimbanyama, Brandon Miller, Brandon Pojinski, Jamie Hawkins Jr. Wait, who, the, who is, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Who stacked these teams? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my Jab- thoughts too. Yeah. Jabari Smith Jr., Kaysen Wallace, Bial Kubali. Who made that team? What in the world? Team Tamika. Paulo Bencaro, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Kenyon Murray, Scoot Henderson, Keontae George, Dyson Daniels is injured. He's being replaced by Vince Williams Jr. VCU. That's a pretty solid squad, too. Not going to lie there. Okay. Team Jalen, Chet Holgren, Jalen Williams, Jada, Ben Matherin, Shadian Sharp is injured. He's replaced by Jeremy Sohan. Derek Lively the second, Jordan Hawkins, and Walker Kessler. All right, that's okay. And for team that left, this is the G League team, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Imani Bates, Ron Holland, Mac McClung is actually playing in the game. He's got to play, play in something, I guess. So Alandez Williams, Tyler Smith, Matis Bazeli, and Izan Almanza. All right. Well, very, for obvious reasons, Team Powell is the favorite at plus 145. Team Tamika is right behind him at plus 240. Team Jalen at plus, well, I'm sorry. No, Team Jalen is second at plus 220. Team Tamika is at plus 240. And Team Detlef is at plus 650. Are we just Xing out the G League team from consideration? Because I, I I'm think sorry, so. but the two NBA teams. First of all, one of the teams has an all-star. <laughs> Let's just start there. One of these teams has an all-star. I mean, I don't even I'm know. Just look, I'm just looking at the roster here for the G League squad. McClung's not a real player. They just threw him in there because he's in the dunk contest and they want him to play in something, but he can't actually make it into the NBA. So I'm not going to pick him. Amani Bates could potentially try to carry the team, so we'll see what happens. I think he will. 
if they're going to win this thing, Bates is winning MVP, like, just to be clear. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick this team. I don't think they have enough firepower. So sh- I think that Detlef should be last, and I'm not picking them. He's a lot, they're last by a decent margin. So I'll pass on them. Powell, of course, should be the favorites because Wemby's the best player here, and you're looking at the rest of the team. I mean, Brandon Miller's still very good. Kaysen we like a lot. Jabari Smith I'm not the biggest fan of, but he's still obviously a former top three pick. Pajemski's solid. Hawk has I like. This roster is loaded. Like, I don't see many weaknesses in this Team Powell roster, so I think they're going to have to be my pick. The question is, do I want to make a case for Jalen or for Tamika? I think Tamika is a pretty decent sleeper team based on the value. Like Jalen, I like team Jalen. I was going to say Jalen, I like because they have Jalen Williams and Chet. I get all that, but the odd differential between Jalen and between Tamika is basically the same. I think Tamika's roster is slightly better, in my opinion, with Paulo. You have Scoot, who I know has had a bit of an underwhelming rookie season, but the talent is there. Ivy's been really good for the last couple of weeks. Jalen Duran's going to get you some rebounds. We saw Keontae at nine threes last night. Vince Williams is pretty good. I think my order of bets would have to be on Team Pal one, Tamika second, Jalen third, G League fourth. Are we on the same page there for power rankings? Yeah, except I'm not going chalk. I'm going Team Tamika as my pick. Okay. I'm just gonna fade. The, I'm gonna fade the chalk, and I'm gonna sit there because I really like to make. I really like to make the scene. And one shout out to Tamika Catchings. Like just shout out to her in WMEA. And so, but ultimately, they have an all star. They have an all star. Like mm-hmm. of all these people, there is one all star, and that's Paulo Banquero. And so, do they do something along the lines of who's not really gonna play? Or I'm gonna take my chance. I'm trying to remember the last year Alvarado won MVP, I think, last year. I didn't even know they had an MVP. I think I think Alvarado won it last year, so it might not be a high-profile player. It might be. Like, if if Tamika wins, it's probably going to be Paula, like, for example. But, yeah, it's not a guarantee. There are no MVP award odds that I saw for the Rising Stars, but I do agree with you about the top two picks. It's Tamika and Powell. And Tamika's probably the best value play on the board, but I think probably you're looking at those two in the final, if I had to guess. Uh, all right, yeah, and because they don't they don't meet up with each other, they don't play in the first round. So yeah, I assume they're going to be in the final. All right, I think those are the two picks for sure. Yep. Okay. Skills challenge. I mean, any thoughts? I. I about the skills challenge? Team Giannis isn't playing this year. Team Giannis is not playing. They got tired of embarrassing. It's probably because it's in Indiana. I'm not going to lie. It's probably because it's in Indiana. Oh, Team Giannis, just, Team Giannis saying that it was in Indiana was like, yeah, we're good on the skills challenge this year, guy. I just thought they were charging the fans too much to watch Thanasis play basketball. So they just decided to you know, save them the eyesore of Thanasis playing basketball. Uh, for skills challenge, I think I'm just going to take Team Pacers at plus 210. Give or take, uh-huh. you make an argument that it's a—I mean, it's an obstacle course. You can kind of pick however you want to go about it. But I know the home team fans have done well in the past, so I'm going to lean to Team Pacers. And uh, Darius Garland, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen—I think it was—they had really good chemistry, like especially yeah. with the passing challenge, because you know the passing challenge—you got to like. All right, I know I'm going to this spot, and I know I'm going to this spot. You got to constantly get that rotating motion going, and a lot of people that just kind of met together that day or that weekend that haven't been together really don't get that chemistry figured out. So, yeah, it's clearly Team Pacers here. Nothing to talk about. Team Pacers at what was the price again? I saw two ten, but you can probably shop around and find a better. Yeah, it's plus two thirty now. So okay, uh, plus two thirty now for Team Pacers. I think we take we take the shot there. All right. Before we get to the next uh, part of the weekend that we're talking about, i got to talk to you about Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, playing props, and game lines. Research everything in, in NBA and soccer with the historical stats and data. Plus, utilize the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool that will break everything down by leg, give you a perspective probability for the entire parlay, and sort all your players by hit rate. So, 
Stop betting in the dark. Joining over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. Download Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. And start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Fine. Really quickly, what's going on with the dunk contest, Scott? Because Matt McClung here is minus 250. Jalen Brown plus 425. Jacob Toppin plus 600. Ham Yakez Jr. plus 750. I will preface this by saying I don't think anybody in the world thinks that Matt McClung is not winning this contest again. Correct. My, I think Hawkins is the fun sleeper at 850, but it's really not a great competition. They brought in a ringer. They brought in a non-NBA player to dunk because that's all he does. So I think McClung's going to win. I mean, I know Hawkins did win a dunk contest. I think it was in high school. So I think that he's actually a sleeper for the odds, but I'm not taking Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown at 4-1 makes no sense to me. I don't think of him as being a great dunk contest dunker, and Hawkins has won a dunk contest before. But no, uh, I don't know much about Jacob Toppin either. I watched him in college. I, mean, I don't know if he's a great. He's a Toppin. Yeah, so I'm sure That's he's a great athlete, He's a Toppin. But so, yeah, I am gonna go with McClung. I know it's two fifty. They they bring him in only. Bro, Scott, there's Scott. There's no way you're you're laying minus two fifty McClung. Like there's no, no way I'm, you're actually. I'm taking Hawkins yes. for value, but I think that McClung yeah. Okay, so you're taking Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, but I think McClung's going to win, but I'm picking Hawkes for value. Okay, all right. At, at this point, it is... Uh, McClung just has to try one really hard dunk and miss, and he lost. Like, that's really... Like, ultimately, we assume that he's just going to make the dunks because he's really good, but if anything happens and he misses the dunk, he lost. I'm not laying minus 250. I'll take Hawkes. And yeah, I'll take Hawkins. And man, Toppin's enough where I can sprinkle on Toppin's too. I can sprinkle a little bit on both of those. And you know what? If McClung wins, all right. But minus 250, that's insane. Like, it's not yeah. even fun. It doesn't even make, I like, it really I, makes, I, the, I think he's it makes the contest unbettable. It makes yeah. the contest unbettable. But he's made it all watchable, right. which counts for something. But. I mean, it's it's a spectacle, and the issue is the start. The uh, All Star Weekend used to kind of pride itself on the dunk contest. It's been very underwhelming ever since you saw Levine retire from the dunk contest, and it's been underwhelming since. So McClung brought some of the you know luster back to it, and that's why I do think he's going to win if he makes his dunks. But I can't bet it at two fifty. He's clearly better than everybody else here dunking wise, but Hawkes I think can be a sleeper. All right. Now it's time for my favorite part of the weekend. The three-point contest. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shout out to Jake Paquin. I was hoping that Jake would somehow, some way, make his way into the chat. Now that I'm talking about three-point contests, uh, he might actually come out the woodworks for like two seconds as he does while he's on the clock and say, hey, we have unders. Because we do, we have three-point contest unders. And last weekend of 16 possible bets that we could have made in the contest, we went 12 and 4. 12 and 4. Scott, I love I, I, this. It gives March Madness vibes because it's essentially the same bet, but the well, logic behind it. Morning, so... And, and the logic behind it is so good because these guys don't be playing in three-point contests. They don't be shooting three-point contests. There's a there's a pace that you have to keep. There's a stamina that you have to have. You're putting up a bunch of shots. You're moving in a really quick time frame. You're not prepared for this. Some people just fold in the moment. And huh. so before we even talk about outrights, I have to let you know. That the first round three-point contest unders are live. Make sure you get down on them. I've already gotten down on a bunch. And so we have what's the where's the had all the numbers up there. So the numbers that we got were hold on, Jake. Where's Jake's spreadsheet at? There we go. All-star weekend. Mike Beasley at 22 and a half. Jalen Brunson at 21 and a half. Tyrese Halliburton, 22 and a half. Damian Lillard at 23 and a half. Lloyd Marketing at 20 and a half. Donovan Mitchell at 19 and a half. Car Anthony Towns at 21 and a half. And Trey Young at 21 and a half. Again, on just those eight, we went six and two last year. 
if they add the money the money ball rack and how many money balls you get typically the money balls are listed at three and a half for everybody and they just give different juice prices take the under on every single one went six and uh went six and two in the money rack money ball racks two in the first round very very profitable year last year in this event so that's the first preface. Make sure that if you get the, the odds available, you take the unders in the first round of the three-point contest. Now, we can talk about outright, Scott. Damian Lillard is at plus 410. Tyrese Halliburton is at plus 450. Trey Young is at plus 550. Malik Beasley is at plus 650. Laurie Marketing, 7-1. Carl Anthony Towns, former three-point contest winner, 7-1. Donovan Mitchell, plus 750. And Jalen Brunson at plus 750 as well. Good luck on me not putting a bet down on Jalen Brunson to get this done. I'm just concerned if his actual shooting form is going to give him enough time to pace himself throughout the entire Everybody said that about Tyrese Halliburton, and he won. Halliburton did not win. Oh, well, he had that, he had that crazy first round. He had a crazy first round. He didn't win. But yes, okay. he, he was solid. But I, I'm just bringing it up because that's also an issue. It's about the actual pacing, as you said before. Which is why Brunson, I don't think he's going to actually do well uh, in his first three-point contest. I don't believe he's ever done it before, so I think he's going to. No, struggle. he hasn't. So there's only two people that have not done the three-point contest in this field on the NBA level, and that is Malik Beasley and Jalen Brunson. Beasley, I'm not going to take either. I think that he's a great three-point shooter, but with him not doing it before, I'm not picking you to just show up and win the event. I just don't think it's going to happen. Halliburton has the home country. Has the home. I mean, the home fans uh in his favor but i'm not going to pick him either dame i get why he's the favorite i think he won it last year i don't think he's going to win it but i can understand why he's the favorite for it so i'm kind of starting throwing out of names i'm not picking trey because trey from three point one has been terrible this year so there's not i'm just not going to pick him i'm looking at cat because he has won it before and i do think that he's in line for a good showing so i am going to lean to cat there and I think there's some value on Mitchell at 7-1 to one to get it done here. Uh, I know he's never won. I believe he's participated before, but I think those are my two picks. Nothing really that strong. It's about which good shooter gets hot at the right time. But I am going to lean to Cat, and I am going to lean to Mitchell as my two picks. I saw Tyrese Halliburton's first round last year because I bet on the under, and he was one of the two bets that went soaring over 31-point first round. He if he catches fire, he's going on. And I, I would say that his shooting is better this year compared to last year. I think that now this is his second year in the event. He had that first time jitters got that out the way, had an amazing score, kind of died off in the second round a little bit. But uh yeah, I'm going Tyrese Halliburton at plus four fifty. And Jalen Brunson, and then give me a sprinkle on Laurie Marketing. I think Laurie Marketing can actually come in and surprise. He doesn't have the pressure of holding Utah on his back this year that everybody – I mean, really, I'm t- Tyrese Halliburton, but how many times do we see the hometown guy actually win the event? I actually would like to go back and look at that. I don't know how many times we've seen the hometown. It does not people. happen that often, if ever. So, so Laurie Marketing, 7-1. Jalen Morrison, plus 750, because he's just on a revenge tour this year. So, of course, I'm going to bet Jalen Morrison and Tyrese Halliburton, plus 450. I like those. All right, let's see here. Uh, anybody break the single round record 32 uh, plus 370? That's not enough. I don't care about that. All right, let's focus on the other three-point contest that's going on. Sabrina Ionescu, the odds are tanking. She was plus 200 when I talked about it on the Mothership Pod yesterday. No, two days ago. Plus two hundred. She's now plus seven one seven. Oh, excuse me, one seventy six. Plus one seventy six minus two thirty for Steph to win. Plus one seventy six for Sabrina Ionescu to win. For everybody that doesn't know, this is a mano a mano one on one three point shootout between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. Steph will be using the NBA ball on from the NBA line. Sabrina will be using the WNBA ball from the WNBA line, and they're gonna go out and see who has the better round. I wish that this was a two out of three. Because Sabrina caught fire in her second round, and that's when she had that amazing uh, best three-point contest round I've ever seen in my life. By far, not even close. And so I'm backing her again because everybody's going to assume it's Steph. And I do you and I see both know how Sabrina gets down. I, I see a two-to-one available still uh, offshore. I'm taking Sabrina. I, I think that there's a no value on Steph at all. 
if Sabrina was using an NBA ball from the three-point line, sure. Like, I'd, I'd consider taking Steph, but I know Yonescu can completely dominate this competition because we saw it. It was the best three-point round in the history of the three-point contest. I'm not going to go against her shooting the way that she normally does with a smaller basketball and a closer three-point line at two to one. And she asked for the NBA important. line. She said, I will shoot from the NBA line. Like, don't don't give me the WNBA line. That's she my asked, point, though. She, she said, asked for like, it. How do you fade it somebody? Her. How do you fade, fade her and she asked for the NBA line? Like, come on. I just don't no, know where no the way. value is with Steph. The argument would be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of misogynistic angles against Sabrina, but she's using a smaller basketball with a shorter three-point line. So I got to factor that in. Like, I just think Steph, once again, is a great shooter, obviously. Has he been a great... Well, first of all, there's a charity component with Steph that has not gone well in the past, which I'm not really going to bring up, but still. I do think I'm looking at a spot where... You remember the half-court shots where Steph couldn't make a shot for charity? Oh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he kept missing. Like, and they kept, he kept missing. I was like, one so kept people missing. make the joke that uh, Steph hates charity, which I do find pretty funny. But I do think Inescu has value. Is I'm not going to pick Steph here. They're basically having two separate contests against each other where Sabrina's using her usual basketball closer to the rim and Steph's playing his normal distance here. So it's not like one player has a unique, you know, advantage over the other because they're going to be shooting their normal distances. So there's not any adjustment period for Sabrina. I'll take Sabrina at two to one. I just think there's value on it. All right. Um. I do see some props, though, in that contest, if you want to talk about it. Um, looking at some books here, these are legal, but in Jersey, so they're not available by me. Uh, but if you want to go for the Sabrina and... Sorry, just pulling it up here. Uh, Sabrina's score in the, in the round over under 20 and a half. The over is minus under. 130. The under is even money. Curry's line is at 24 and a half. Oh. The over is one, minus 110. The under is minus 120. Both players combined 45 and a half. The unders minus 130. The overs even money. Under. Under. That's what under. I got. Take under on everything. Dog. First of all, you know they're playing in a football stadium. This dome. This dome. Dome. Domes have made it to our sports, Scott. Yeah. These filthy, stinking domes that they use around here and trying to take over. First, they started with college football. They're doing it with the NFL. And now they're over here trying to bring it to the NBA, having us play these games in these football domes. I hate domes. Dome football is terrible. And <laughs> well, isn't that what and they do? So isn't that we're they do taking the under. Huh? Isn't March Madness in some football stadiums on occasion because they have the yes, in, yes, the, the, the final four, the final yeah. four, it's always in a football football dome so that they can pack more fans in there. It's it's horrible, horrible, horrible for the sport. Shout out to Kobe Dent, and I am with him against domes. We hate domes, and so yeah, I don't mind domes in college basketball because every game's played with a roof, so I don't think it matters for football. I can understand, <laughs> but for basketball, who cares? No, man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. It's the dome. It's the principle. It's the principle of the domes. Would you rather them be playing basketball and like on the Navy? They should be playing outside in Rucker Park. That's where they should have All Star. Well, that's the one college game every year. You have these two top twenty-five programs lining up in a Navy ship, and the game goes under every single year. But yeah, you can have the Navy ship game if you want to do it that way. But that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Basketball was meant to be played in gyms, not domes. In gyms, give me a gym. Let's go. Let's go play in St. John's gym. You want to play in a gym? Let's go play in St. John's gym. That's a real gym, people. Where you got to stand on the side underneath the basket because the bleachers are so full, and you're trying to watch the game. And you're sitting next to the photographers trying to take a picture underneath the basket, and everybody moves out the way when a player comes charging that way. Yes, that's the culture that we need here. I would keep it local personally. I would probably put it in one of the local colleges in Indiana. Put it in Butler's home stadium. Put it in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Let's have some fun. Embrace the college uh, state uh, college arenas near the NBA arena. Yeah, that's, that's my stance. I love it. All right, All Star Game, All Star Game MVP. The West is favored by three. 
minus 148 on the money line. East is plus 126. Total is at 236, 264 and a half. I'm sorry, 364 and a half. I'm sorry. 364 and a half is total for MVP. We have whenever I can get those odds to pop back up for me. There we go. All-star game MVP. Giannis is the favorite at six to one. Then LeBron James at seven to one. Steph Curry at eight to one. I'm actually confused at how they're always the top three every year, even though it's minimal effort from those three, except when Steph just feels like he caught fire from three and then he'll try. But like otherwise, it's minimal effort from all of those guys. I'm trying Anthony to remember Edwards, though, last year was the trap line for Giannis where he was clearly injured and everyone was betting him anyway, and we thought he might play for five minutes. That was Giannis last year who barely played. Yep. Mm-hmm. Making sure. Sorry, you can continue. All right. Anthony Edwards, Jason Tatum, 9-1, Kevin Durant, 10-1, Dame Lillard, and Sarius Halliburton, 11-1, Devin Booker is 12-1, SGA is 15-1, Luka Doncic is 19-1, 21 for Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson at 32-1, Anthony Davis at 38-1, Paul George at 41-1, Jalen Brown and Nikola Jokic at 50-1, Kawhi Leonard 55-1, Tyrese Master 75-1, Carl Anthony Towns, 85 to 1. And then we're getting into the crazy, crazy tier of Trey Young, Bam Adebayo, Paolo Bancaro, and Scotty Barnes, ranging from 110 to 1 to 250 to 1. I can't believe Sabonis isn't an all star. What a joke. Okay, anyway. Um, we're picking a starter, right? We're not picking a bench player. We're going to start there? No, I'm picking a bench player. You are? Okay. Because yeah. I don't remember the last time a bench player has actually won this award. I don't know if it's happened in a long time. It's usually just a starter. Didn't Donovan Mitchell when he won and came off the bench? I don't remember. Like, if I, I thought maybe Westbrook might have come off the bench in one of them, but I'm not sure. But I it, I don't think it's been recent. I think it's usually a starter. Um, By the way, just for the actual... Uh, let's see here. All-star game MVP. Jason Tatum, was it last year? He probably was a starter. Steph, was it that year he was a starter? You Steph's have... not coming off the bench. <laughs> Uh yeah, well he's coming off the bench this year. Yeah. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then you have the Russell Westbrooks of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'd have to go it's back a lot and, of starters. and check. It's a lot. But it sounds like it sounds like at least starters. From those names, it sounds like all those guys were starters. Are we picking the West because Doc Rivers is coaching the East? It feels like that's too easy. I might just like. The I mean, West honestly, East. honestly, I think the honestly, I think the East are good, are gonna try harder because the West is full of a bunch of old guys that really don't care. And Jokic is in the West, so that you're already down a body. Yeah, but the East is Scotty Barnes. No, I'm joking. Um, I I think you're looking at what should be a pretty fun matchup. I'm gonna lean West to win the game. The the issue you have with MVP is that Tatum was trying so hard last year to score 50 points. Is Tatum just going to try to stat pad? This award usually comes down to which player cares more and just tries to pad their numbers. Is Tatum going to try to do it again, or is he just all satisfied with the 150 piece? I mean, you can, you can try. I'm not going to bet it, but... I mean, I guess he could. I, ultimately, what comes to it is that I, are, I go ahead and I X out all the old guys. I'm not taking okay. any of the old guys. They don't care enough. And it literally takes a Steph Curry that just finds fire... He didn't have to do much. All he had to do was just flick the ball up, and it went in the rim. And so other than that, Giannis, LeBron, I don't expect him to play that much. Steph, we'll see. He's been on fire crazy, but not, I'm not taking the chance. Kevin Durant, no shot. Uh, Dame Lillard could be interesting just because of, like, an ownership, like an, an, a one-up, trying to one-up the West, and, oh, I'm in the East now. I'm about to cook in the game, like, possibly, but – that's really the only old guy I take. I'm not. I'm not interested in any of the old guys. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that they're gonna try that hard. Are we taking Halliburton blindly because he's the hometown guy? I think it's a good angle. I, I think like it the, is too. I think I, Dame Dame triggers me just because he's going up against the West, and it's a, if this was the where you select your team format with the team captains and everybody's mixed up, then okay. But now he's going against all those guys he saw in the West for so many years. And you're telling me that they might not like, he could literally do the Steph 
oh, I just caught fire from three and put up a bunch of threes and my and my points went up like that. Like it, it could really happen for Dame, and he's been really, really bad. Well, not really, really bad, but he's been he's left more to be desired. Let's say that he's left more to be desired in the regular season. And so we'll put it this way: Bucks fans so far this season can't stand him. Let's put and, it that way. I mean, Doc Rivers is his head coach. So, I mean, that could be a good handicap. That could be a bad handicap. Doc could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let my guy get some more time. Or, hey, I'm going to sit my guy because we're talking about afterwards. The Hallam, yeah. Hey, shut up. First of all, change your name back, sir. Change, change your fucking name back. But shout out to my guy, Ray. He's talking about the Halliburton minutes restriction. Yeah. It could, they could be like, hey, my guy's still on a minute restriction. I don't know if you need to be playing him all that time. So for me, as I look down the eyes, the first name that I get to that I'm actually willing to bet is Dane Lillard at 11-1. He's got a chip on his shoulder. People think he's the least deserving all-star since Andrew Wiggins. So yeah. you make an, And you I make agree. An I, think should, I think Jalen Brunson should have been a starter. Over I think we all think Which that. brings me to my second bet. Jalen Brunson at 32-1. to Because it's revenge season. And Jalen Brunson is good enough that if he comes off the bench and he's cooking, then uh, he's going to be ready. So I split up a quarter unit on Jalen Brunson as well at at 32 to 1. Okay, so I do want to ask you, though, the more that I actually look at it, the more I might actually be leaning to the East. I thought it was going to be sold in the West, but looking at the lineups here. No, I really think the East is better. It's LeBron, Durant, Jokic, Doncic, and Shea. And I know the defense is optional, but those first four guys with their age are not going to try to guard a soul. So I think you're probably looking at an up-tempo game, which does not go well for Jokic or Luka, in my opinion, or LeBron, who's older, or Durant. So, yeah, it probably benefits the East. I'm going to ask you this, though. Do you want to go by... If you think the East wins the wins the uh, All-Star game, you're picking Lillard and you're picking Brunson, correct? Yep, yes. If the West two players wins, from the East and two players from the West. If the West wins, I'm assuming you're picking Shea. Because he might drop 100%. 35. He was the number one. He was my number one play for the West. Shea at 15-1. I think. And it's just the fact of look who's on the West roster. Giannis. Pretty solid passer. Very good with, you know. Well, Giannis. It's just because Giannis gives 110% all the time. But Giannis. LeBron James. Gifted passer. Doesn't really give a fuck about the All-Star game. Jokic. Gifted passer. Doesn't give a Jokic fuck. Jokic cares a less than everybody else here combined. He does doesn't not give a, a fuck about the All-Star game. Luca, gifted passer. Have we seen Luca really give a fuck about the All-Star game either? No. Because no. you have to run. Luca doesn't want to run. It's Shay. Shay's Shay's literally gonna score every point for that starting unit. I think it's Shay anyway, because he's just gonna keep attacking the rim and nobody's gonna try to block him. So no. I think Shay's just gonna get a lot of uncontested layups. I really, I really think win. Shay's gonna win. Like if they if they win, it's gonna be Shay. If well, they, that's my if question, they, though. If, if you want to, if you want to ignore Shea for a second, Curry's the third lowest odds, and that makes no sense for me because he's a bench player. But you can argue that if he catches fire, he catches fire. Are you picking anybody else from the West? Because in the starting Devin lineup, Booker. it seems like we're not sold on those guys. Devin Booker. Booker. It's the only other okay. person I'm interested in. at twelve to one. I don't know how he has a le- a least price than SGA. That makes no sense to me at all whatsoever. But. That just tells me that I have value on SGA, and I, I just really put more on SGA than I did Booker. But I, I went with Booker and SGA as my two players from the West that I think if the West wins, those two will probably be MVP. But uh, I really do think that it's the East, and it it would it would be so poetic for it to be Dame with the Doc Rivers thing, with the move to the Bucks, and everybody talking about how Dame's been. But Brunson is just a fun play that I think Brunson is going to be maybe in just our neck of the woods, but he's the play that everybody wants to win. Like everybody wants to see Brunson do well in this. I do want to ask you though, in order to win MVP, when the total drop probably breaks the three hundreds, how many points? What's the minimum number of points the MVP needs to score? 30. 35? 30? 30. You're going 30 flat? Yeah, I have at least 30. I I don't know. Let's let's look at... uh, I mean, Tatum Tatum at 50 and change. I know Steph had 50 and change, but they lost. But Steph had 50. But I think the MVP probably scores north of 35. So if you want to break that down accordingly, then you can probably pick your guys. Like Ant, for example, I don't know if he's going to care enough to score 35 or 40 
It's kind of my point. So I've Durant, wanted to play. I actually wanted to play Ant, but it, his price is just too short. Like he's he's not even ten to one. I'm not. Why am I playing an All Star MVP? It's not. I'm not even going to. I found a I found a fourteen to one on Ant offshore. But okay, well we can talk about that offline because I'll play a fourteen to one on Ant. Like I I I think Ant is one of those guys that he he can actually. He'll actually go out there and try. I've, I've pivoted on my stance on it over the past few years that he really didn't care about basketball. He was just kind of doing this because it was a hobby. Nah, he actually really serious about it. It's kind of my point, though, with the amount of points you expect the MVP to score. Do I expect Durant to try enough to play enough minutes to score 40? Probably not. Luka, no. LeBron, I mean, maybe, but probably not. Like That's what I'm kind of saying. Like I'm trying to think of who can I see realistically scoring 35-plus Shea's an obvious yes. Giannis is an obvious yes. Uh, I think that Tatum's an obvious yes because he tried so hard last year to score 50. So I know that he has a try-hard mentality in these games. Not many. That's kind of my point. Yeah. But Yeah. All right. So what was your official plays for that? All right. Uh, so my picks for the All-Star MVP, I am going to go with Shea. I think I have to at 7-1. to I think I am going to go with Giannis at 650 just because he tries so hard and he's going to get a bunch of free dunks. So I think Giannis is worth taking as well. So I'm going to go with the two favorites there. I am going to take Tatum at 10 to 1 because I think he might just try to score 40 plus again. And my last pick, I, I think it has to be a West guy. I think I am going to go with Booker with you. I think Booker is going to try hard enough to actually score. And sixteen to one's a decent price. Yeah. All right. So that's my four. I think that's it, Scott. It's everything. Yeah. We've gone through it. It's another another great All Star weekend. Just a fun, fun episode. Very lighthearted and a lot of fun. Hope people, if you go out there and play, you want to win a couple bets. When you know you're not going out here trying to break the bank or anything, but just fun plays like. Betting doesn't always have to be all really, really serious. And I got to do all this. My ROI and freaking percentage is this good. I'm not making stupid bets. No, just go have fun, dog. You just had the Super Bowl. That's like the most fun betting you can do. Now it's All-Star Weekend, which is like third or fourth most fun betting you can do. Because March Madness is maybe first. Yeah, it's like third or fourth, somewhere around there. We could actually, the have, a, we could actually have a conversation. It's probably the most fun exhibition betting you can have all season, all year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. I, I like that. Great, great point. Most fun exhibition betting you can have all season. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Oh no, well, we no. Could actually, I could low key drop an underdog lineup real quick. Could. You want to do underdog? All right, let's do it. We could, we could do one because they have three. Honestly, truly, like they have the money balls made on underdog as well. So let's just fade the three point contest on underdog. Uh, well, I also want to throw in Kai under for the jokes in the celebrity game. For sure. Okay. So. I, I want multiple events. I, I don't just want the three-point contest. So, Kai, lower five points. It's five flat. They're not even giving you five, five and, and a half. half. Okay, it's sure. five and a half. I'm sorry. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll take the lower then. Wow, you can bet on round score. Somehow, round one score for... Wait, so round one score. So if he gets a 50 on the first dunk, he'd have to get a 44 and a 94 and a half for Jalen Brown on that round one score. I I can't imagine him being a good dunk contest dunker. I just don't see it. Let's take the lower. Do you see him being a good slam dunk contest dunker? Because I, I don't I don't see that. Then again, most I, of the really don't. Is, it, most of it's showmanship now. You got to bring out some props. You have to make it on the first attempt. You have to make it on the first attempt if you want to get a big score. But I just don't see it for Brown. Yeah, I'm cool with Aiden. Okay. All right. We got two. You said 94 and a half, so he needs to basically beat a 47 on each dunk. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, 47 on each dunk. If he gets a 50, then it, but like I just I could see him missing one. If he misses one, it's screwed. He's not getting this. Yeah. Mm. I can see him missing one. All right. Malik Beasley. I would throw him in for lower his round one score, being that it is his first dunk contest. I say we take the lower three point on Malik contest, Beasley. Man. Three point contest. I'm sorry. Mm. So lower on Malik Beasley. There we go. That's an underdog lineup. Kai Sinnott, lower. 
it's all lowers too. Kai Senate lower five and a half points. We have Jalen Brown lower 40, 94 and a half round one score. And we have Malik Beasley lower 20 and a half round one score for six to one. $50 gets you $300 on that underdog lineup. Make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, no, I'll probably be watching tennis instead of the All-Star game. So that's going to be what I'll be up to. But yeah, should be a fun weekend. Looking forward to it. Might be watching some hockey too. All-Star weekend, once again, it's an exhibition. So don't go too crazy with it. But it's still fun. And you might as well try to make some money. Yep, all right. Other than that, I mean, uh, I don't really have any- yeah. One thing. Want to give a quick shout out to Caitlin Clark. Oh, yeah. Uh, NCAA all, all-time leading scorer. Yeah. 49. Shout out to 49 and 13. And 13 assists in the same game. And she only needed eight points to get there. So, yeah. Shout yep. out to Caitlin Clark. New all-time leading scorer. Can't wait for the WNBA to get going again. All right. I, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of hitting podcasts. We're going to be on a little bit of a break. We'll be back soon. See you next time. We're out of here.